bouncing in the car when the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn i'm going to miami bienvenido a miami what's up y'all i'm in miami right now with tony hinchcliffe spent most of the week here with him we're doing stand-up this weekend and uh it's been a good one gotten a lot of pool playing in got a lot of good food in our bellies good times man I also did uh, the Pixar roast at the Dynasty Typewriter um, with Tony. This week he was Woody and I was Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> so I will try to upload a clip to that in the next few weeks. been trying to upload more clips to YouTube and Instagram. I hope you guys have been enjoying that because your boy has been hustling, 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 trying to get up as much stuff as possible. Earlier this week I posted... Vinny Mancino, the Italian mobster. Oh, a little bit of highlights from him on my YouTube page and Instagram. Uh, I did a crowd work stand-up clip. Hi, papi. Uh, the Danish and O'Neill episode of Jeremiah Wonders went up. And a stand-up on the spot highlight clip went up with Pete Holmes, Brian Callen, Taylor Thomason, and Christina Hutchinson. So definitely check those out on my Instagram at Jeremiah Stand-Up or subscribe to my YouTube page to get all these updates at youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. Yeah. This episode of Jeremiah Wonders is truly amazing. It's another roadcast with my buddies, Joel Jimenez and Pat Reagan. People love these roadcasts. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep, you know, put them out, you know, when we do these long road trips in the cars for shows. So whenever it's possible, I will do them. Big thank you to the sponsors of this show, Speedweed at Speedweed on Twitter. Hit up Gino for that sticky, icky, green, green marijuana delivery service. Bronx Born Pizza in Bend, Oregon. Or go get that hitta, as Thea Vaughn says. Thea Vaughn. <laughs> Very regal way of saying Thea Vaughn. Thea Vaughn. In Santa Monica, Greyblock Pizza. And, of course, Menchie Music for hooking up with those instruments, dog. And... You need a little wake-up call? Get some Caveman Coffee at Caveman Coffee Co. They deliver as well. Our buddy Tate Fletcher runs that company. We love him over at Kill Tony. Monday.com is our sponsor this week. Go to monday.com slash wonder, all lowercase, to get a 14-day trial of this team management tool that will improve your office workflow. Yeah, I know a lot of you listening are working in offices, so there you go. <laughs> If you are a company that would like to sponsor the show, email jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. And thank you to Trevor Terrace and Elias Perez for your generous donations this week to Venmo and PayPal. You can do the same by Venmoing at jeremiah-watkins or PayPal jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. Just hit that friend button. Kindness Challenge Letters. Keep sending them in. I love reading them on the show. Your artwork, music submissions, all that can go to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. And I'm in search of a new logo for the show. So attention all artists, if you're listening to this, your boy's looking for a new, simple, sleek logo of the show. It doesn't have to be crazy, but if it can incorporate a lot of the fun, different elements of the show without taking up too much real estate, that'd be dope. So email your submissions to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com, and I will feature them on my Instagram, and then we'll actually pick one down the road. Want to read these quick tour dates? Stand up on the spot, Tuesday, August 13th. That's this Tuesday. Get tickets for that. That's Joe Rogan, Greg Fitzsimmons, Josh Wolf, Becky Robinson, Opie, and myself, Jeremiah Watkins. Come holla at ya boy. Those shows are always fun. Comedy Jam is on Tuesday, August 20th at the Roxy. Reagan and Watkins were this Thursday, August 15th at a place called Tortuga. And uh, check my Instagram, at Jeremiah Stand-Up, for the most up-to-date show announcements. 
This episode is with two of my favorite people in the world. We talk Kill Tony stuff, Reagan Watkins, Eric Andre show, my experience with Pat on the NBC show that we made our uh, our debut TV appearance on, and uh, lots of good riffs and more. So without further ado, please welcome Joel, Joel Bergamenez, and Pat Reagan to a special Roadcast edition of Jeremiah Wonders. You heard what I said. Be nice to me before I tear your penis off. What? It's cum robot. Yes, because I haven't ever come before ever. Cum robot. What are you? What are you doing back there? I don't have a penis, so I cannot come. Then how do you come? I can't. That is why I am so angry and will destroy the entire human race. Yeah, but why is your name Cum Robot then? Well, they asked me what I wanted to do in life. I said, "Come." And so they called me Come Robot. That checks out. These are the smartest scientists in the entire world. <laughs> so they know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, do, are their names Smart Scientists? Yes, actually, Dr. Smart and Dr. Scientist were my parents, Wait, if you will. Dr. Scientist? Was that your mom or your dad? We are non-binary. Oh, so you can't specify whether you... The, the gender role of I would your not mother want to. and your father. I uh, do not feel it is my place to assign gender roles to my parents. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, come robot. Uh, thanks for kicking off the show on uh, <laughs> this roadcast. I didn't know we were recording yet. <laughs> oh, dude, we're in it. this is the the beginning of the show mr cum robot you know what's funny when you were talking to jeff and you were saying that the the better you know people the more awkward the podcast intro is i think i think that's almost a rule of thumb yeah that's usually how it goes well there we go we're off to a blazing start yeah another roadcast we're headed to phoenix right now i'm with my boy patty reagan and joel jimenez in the back pat how you doing brother I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Jeremiah. <laughs> the most formal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for setting this this up. My publicist Can we thanks get back you. To the cum robot. The cum robot. Yeah. Hey, cum robot. Yes. <laughs> what are your inner thoughts? I mostly think about cum. You must. You mostly think about it. I, th- I think about cum. I, I think about coming. Ever seen cum? Have you ever seen cum? No, I have only dreamt about it. Only dreamt? Do you want to see? Do you want to see cum? Depends who's asking. I'm asking. If it's one of you fine gentlemen, sure, bend me over, ram me, give it to me. I would love to see and feel and eat your cum. (laughs) Wait, what? Yo, this is getting real graphic, cum robot. Yes, I would like to get rammed. Have you ever been penetrated before, cum robot? I have, but only by a screwdriver. Oh, but never a human, though. Never a human, but I am ready. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Operation Spread Cheeks has begun. Okay, now, is it okay if uh, Pat takes the front and I take the back? You can take whatever side you want. Sides don't matter to me. I am a robot. Bot, bot, bot. Oh. You're, you're kind of freezing up there. Sorry, I was getting hot and heavy, heavy, heavy. <laughs> You're kind of glitching out there, come robot. Come, come. Come, come. Come, come. Come, my lady. Come, come, come my lady. You're, you're my, my butterfly. butterfly. Sugar, baby. baby. Come, my lady. You make my legs shake. You, you make me go crazy. crazy. Come on, sugar mama. Show Ooh. me what you're working with. 
Come on, Sugar Mama would Come be my on. new nickname. It sounds like an AOL screen name, Come Robot. What is AOL? L? Come 47. Come point one. I'm come point two. New I. Do we have another? Do we have another cum robot in the car? I thought I was the only one. No, this is cum robot 2.0. Cum robot 2.0. How you doing, man? I am fresh from the laboratory. Oh look, there's bison over there, dude. No. Oh my <laughs> goodness. There's a field of them. Oh, dude. If we. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean bison's. Yeah, bison's. Bison's. As Tony calls them. Uh. Dude, if we see more bison like that, we're gonna have to pull over, and I'm gonna have to play some sax for uh, for these bison. Wow! Wow! Well, just what they wanted. Just what they wanted. <laughs> just what the cum robot ordered. Now, cum robot 2.0. What are your features that are upgraded from your predecessor, the original cum robot? I can come, and not only can I come, I can come a super lot. Wait, you can come? The other guy was named Come Robot. He couldn't even come. And you're telling me that you can come a super a lot? That was the update. That wow. Was... Way to rub it in. In. Yes, I also rub it out. Whoa. Those are fighting words in the Come Robot community from I'm what so I've I'm so mad I could come. <laughs> I'm so mad I did come. All right. Well. You complete me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Come again. <laughs> I will come original. Oh. You better come correct. The harder they come, the harder they, they fall. fall. Come on, guys. We need to move on. <laughs> come on, guys. I'd love to. Do, 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 do. Well, welcome back to Inside the Actors Studio. Yeah, wow. Uh, how did you guys get lost in those roles? <laughs> that was amazing. I got covered in it. We picked, like, m maybe one of the hottest times of the year to go to Phoenix right now. And uh, we're all in shorts. And it's still, that sun is coming in pretty uh, pretty intensely. But um, we're excited for our show in, in Phoenix tonight. Joel, you excited to do some stand-up and Heck play yeah. some drums for I Reagan love Watkins? Phoenix. I love stand-up live. They're one of my favorite clubs to be at. They're, the staff is great. I always have a really good time. Uh, the last time I was in Phoenix, I had too good of a time. Oh, yeah. Bill Billingsley well, was Bill there. Bill Billingsley was there. And, uh, he have got you in. ever met Bill Billingsley, Pat? I've heard of Bill Billingsley. I've heard. I'm familiar. I know you've had him over your house a few times. Yeah, but, uh, he gets a little sloppy. Um, and then he snores ridiculously loud. <laughs> he does snore. I, you know, I've looked into that. I need to go on Amazon and purchase some sort of thing to keep me from snoring. Oh, there, well, you also need to go on Amazon and get a, uh, a beard replacement because, uh, oh yeah. Joel texted me, uh, whenever he borrowed one of my like old man wizard beards was in, in Swansea or where it was, was it? It was in, um, Nyack. It was in West Nyack. Uh, I couldn't make it to that show. And uh, so Joel borrowed this old white man beard. And then he texted me afterwards later. He's like, I'm going to have to buy you a new beard because I, I put my dick through the mouth hole. I was like, what? what? The text messages that Joel and I send <laughs> to yeah, each other. It's pretty great. Joel randomly texted me the other day. What was the city that we uh, scissored in again? I think another one was... Um, Oh, no, it was you texting me the day we did Jackass and you were like going to set your hand on fire and you were like, yeah, I already talked to the stunt man or something. I figured out it was something like that. But yeah. 
because <clears throat> I had a buddy who was a stunt coordinator who's like, yeah, this, this this should work. One time I texted Jeremiah, I am so horny. Will you fuck me in the ass That's right what now? I was ask. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever text you anything like, you ever text, you ever text Joel anything like, or Joel ever text you anything like, uh, like I woke up this morning with cum in my butt. Like anything like that? Yeah, thank you. Wink emoji. Nothing like that. No, nothing off the top of my head that I can think of that's quite like that. Like I woke up this morning uh, and my butt was full of cum. A lot of cum talk at the top of this this podcast. Yeah, you know. (laughs) That's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the murder she wrote. Uh... Since uh, uh, it's been a minute since you've been on uh, Jeremiah Wonders Pat, and since then we have uh, put out our debut album. And yeah, oh, is Red Band here? number one on iTunes? Number one on iTunes, Billboard on Hollywood Boulevard. Do you want to listen to any of our other credits? <laughs> uh, Netflix historical roast. Eric on- we did. So, uh, Pat, a uh, little known fact for uh, the people who are diehard historical roast fans. Uh, Pat and I were in history one buffs. Of, one of the same episodes of uh, historical roast, the one with uh, John Wilkes Booth uh, uh, with Stamos and Saget. Uh, Pat actually played head of security for Bob Saget on his entrance. Yeah, they handed me a big old gun and I walked out through the audience, just what I wanted, just to be in public with a gun and a lot of people. And Did they um, really hand you a big gun? They did hand me a big gun and I thought it was a little aggressive. I was like, well, because they wanted us to look like Secret Service and originally yeah. they were like blocking it out different ways. And so, so first it was no gun and I was just supposed to like walk down and they're like, oh, he should have a gun. And I'm like, won't that make people... <laughs> Won't that make people nervous, you know, walking through the crowd with a gun? And so uh, they handed me a gun and I did it. And uh, here I am now. Yeah, but it's a period piece. So I I, I don't know. I, I feel like they'd be overthinking it if they were worried about having the actors in full, you know, civil costumes. Yeah, but it was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit much, just like having the rifle. Oh, you felt? Did you have to shoot anybody? Uh, no, but I very quickly, like when I came out, I was like, I was like trying to be funny, and then and then I very quickly realized that it wasn't about me, and that Bob and that Bob Saget was walking behind me as uh, as as Abe Lincoln. <clears throat> I was like, oh, nobody's fucking looking at me. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're just a part of a larger piece. Yeah. Was but, it? But in my head, like walking up, I was like, I was like, I turned it on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a, a news flash for uh, I- that's anybody who does background work. That's literally anybody who does like background work or a featured role or like a non-speaking role. It that's It was technically foreground work because I was in the front, in the foreground. Of the <laughs> Sorry to discredit yeah. the Yeah, even work. that, you start finding new words to describe <laughs> your position. You're like, yeah, for, actually, it yeah. was foreground work. <laughs> it was actually four scores and seven years <laughs> ago groundwork. Do you, do you think people, I always wonder this, like people that are in, in the background in a big movie or something take like family to go see themselves for like half a second? I think that, yes, starting out because... Cause I, I, I was so dude, I used to do background work all the time and I was so excited moving from Kansas 
to hear, yeah. to be uh, on stuff. Uh, I remember being in an episode of Entourage and literally looking frame by frame for myself wow. in, in the different scenes that were, that were going by because I was telling family and stuff back home like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. You know what That's I mean? Cool. Like, I'm out here, like I'm on these, I'm on these TV show sets where Wait, turtle, were you turtle from Entourage? Today. <laughs> hey, don't tell anybody I was turtle from Entourage. <laughs> Add that to the credits, dude. Yeah, dude. No, I, um, yeah, I, uh, but no, it was exciting because once you like, especially me being a kid, a kid from Kansas coming out here, actually making it even onto a set yeah blows people's minds even action. though you don't <laughs> what, what, what was that, what was that, was that the director he was action <laughs> action wow where did you action. get that there did you get that sound bite um yeah yeah actually being in the place you know and it is it is probably pretty incredible to people who never leave kansas who are like just that's like their entire life it's probably mind blowing for you to even just be whatever. You could probably say I drove by a movie set today and those they'd lose their minds. Yeah. Uh, especially starting out like, like also I think family and friends are wanting to be supportive early yeah. on too. So if you're excited, then they're like, Oh, I, I should be excited too. Even if, <laughs> you know, even if they don't get it, if they're a good friend, they're like, Oh God, that's cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but they yeah. watch it. They're like, I didn't see you because I blinked. I know. I mean, that's some some family like is definitely like harder on you than than others. Like, no, I didn't. No, they don't yeah. play the game at all. And you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> I was an extra in a Danny Trejo movie. Really? Uh, yeah. I forget what it was called. It was like an independent. It was either called Strike One or First Strike. But there's footage of it somewhere online. I've I've found it. I uh, I was an extra for like f a few days and in different scenes. So I like cut my hair. I was like, there's really? one scene where I'm like skating past the camera. I was an extra in a Danny Trejo movie. I I was a dishwasher at Trejo Tacos. I couldn't find the cameras. I, <laughs> I thought it was Machete, and they just, cut you out. I just started working there for a while, and I was like, "Are the cameras ever gonna come? What's going on?" Hey, fool, those are surveillance, dog. Where's those are crew? movie yeah. cameras, homie. Am I going through? Makeup? Yeah, can I get a copy of that that corner <laughs> camera for for my reel? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's it's flashing a red light, so I know it's recording. It has no sound though, eh? Yeah, yeah. Are, now where are are you gonna mic me? Am I gonna mic you? Like where do where do we get the audio? Great question for a sound guy on set. Are you gonna mic me? Am I gonna mic you? <laughs> Am I gonna mic you? Or how how is this going down? Action. <laughs> what website are you finding these on, Joel? Secret. Secret is es un secreto. Let's see. Uh, es un secreto. Driving to Phoenix. What's that? You want to sing a song? What song you should we mold, sing? Uh, you, you in the mold to sing a song? Joel? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. As long as it's about come. All right, what we were singing earlier. What was the what was the song we were singing earlier? You changed a lyric. Um, to something about not do you remember no do you remember uh wow no i was i was a 
<laughs> Last night I was riffing uh, with my buddy Omar Nava and, and Gil Garibaldo about, uh, you know, that Tom Jones song? She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She identifies as a lady. I was, I was, I was, I was riffing on it, like making the joke that like, clearly it's not a lady <laughs> in the song so it's like she's got an atom apples in her throat she invited me on a boat she's a lady <laughs> all right whoa 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 she's a lady whoa she's a lady she's got a tight tight butt and some fat fat nuts she's a lady whoa 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 she's a lady Whoa, 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 she's a lady. Now, Pat. Yeah. She's got a ripple in calves, and she her holes are halves. She's a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady. And the lady is a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incorrect, right, politically. No, no. I mean, whatever. It's it's an old song, so so it's like a it's like a dude that looks like a lady kind of thing, where you can kind of in that time period say kind of whatever. She like, comes in a sock with her fat ass cock. She's, she's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Her, she's a lady. Her, her dick is bigger than mine. <laughs> she serenades me with some wine. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She's a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady Well, she talks with a grunt And she don't have a cunt She's a lady Whoa, 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 she's a lady Whoa, 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 she's a lady Well, she's got a fat butt But she's got fat and nuts She's a lady Whoa, 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 she's a lady Whoa, 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 she's okay, a lady. Now she's a, ba- she's a baby, but then she's an adult. So, okay. Well, she's, well, she's, she's five, she's five foot 11 and she's, uh, she's 21. She's, <laughs> we just <laughs> by the <laughs> way, into the car. by the way, Pat's a bad driver. By the, Can we yes. just say that? Every Joel, time. It's official. It's, it's, Pat is a bad, we almost, I'm always a dude, we wow. literally, we almost just had a final destination moment where the mic just went through my eye. Just like, <laughs> the amount of times I've almost died with Pat in a car. Dude. It's like. Dude, can you imagine dying on a she's a lady riff? <laughs> yeah. She's a lady. <laughs> Nowhere's to go, man. Yeah, man. I got, I guess, so I got one more. So you got one more. She's a baby? Is that what the, no, what you're saying? Oh, a different, a different one, a different one. Okay, okay. Okay, you, yeah. know, uh, we, you know, we built this city. Yeah, we built this city on rock and roll. This city. So how about we built this, t- we built these titties. With silicone. Okay, so it's like a. So it's like a. <laughs> sorry, okay, that's, that's, sorry, that's, that's all the other drivers. Like, sorry, it was all. <laughs> 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 driving, yeah. Swerving yeah. The yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's like a. It's like a plastic surgeon, basically. Yeah. That, that's what you're trying to say, right? One, two, three, four. We, we built these titties. We built these titties with silicone. We built these titties. We built these titties on silicone. Inject. Do you glad we did that, Joel? You into that, Joel? I loved it. 
No, Joel's looking up no, new sound no, it effects, was great. dude. I loved Joel's it. looking up freaking new sound effects. Oh, dude. <laughs> Oh, dude, your cousin's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think it's really brave of you to hang out with Omar and Gil because at any moment the, there could be an ice raid and they would be taken and they might take you. Whoa. So it's uh, cool that you're hanging out with them. I think it's really giving. Yeah. I thought of an idea. I thought of an idea. It's for a musical. It's called Ice on Ice. Wow. And it's like ice. They do ice. Ra like it's like an ice raid musical, but they're <laughs> skating. They, they don't, don't tell skating. the people that are in the show. <laughs> <laughs> they tell them that on the other side, <laughs> side of the ice skating rink is America. <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> it's like you thought you were just going to skate, didn't you? They strapped them in an ice skates and they're like, on the other side of this rink <laughs> are your papers. <laughs> What about like what about like Disney on Ice? But it's like Disney on Ice, but it's like a Disney like it's somebody like on meth or whatever. Is that Ice, guys? You mean like Mickey Mouse is on crystal meth? Exactly. Oh, like wow. Disney on Ice. Oh, I get it. And it's like it's got like this like gala like intro. It's like welcome to Disney on Ice, and then it just cuts to. Cuts to Mickey Mouse just fucking tweaking. Cuts to Judy Garland and Eric Grave. Oh, we actually have tweaked out Mickey Mouse calling into the show right now. Hello? Uh, uh, hello? Is this, uh, is this tweaked out Mickey Mouse? I'm freaking out, man! Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm freaking out. Is it, are these bugs on my skin or am I just freaking out, man? What the fuck? Uh, okay, you need to calm down. I can't! I'm on Man. I think there actually are some bugs on your skin. Oh, you might fuck. want to get rid of that. Oh, shit! <laughs> and you know what? There's snakes in your eyes. No, I, no, I see some no, snakes no, in your eyes. No, and I see and I see your no. your butt is full of cum. No. I see your butt has a lot of cum in it. No. How did this happen? No. Well, that was the listener's favorite. Yeah. I did pull my face away from the mic. No, that, that's okay. That was good. How loud was it? It was actually he he pulled it too far away. Honestly, he pointed it towards the ceiling. I was like, "What are you? What? It, no, you, it's you. You have to have it in the general direction." Ah, there you go. Freaking out! I'm on math. I'm Mickey Mouse. I love giving direction to methed out Mickey Mouse. Oh, I wish you had math. Methy Mouse. Methy Mouse. Yeah. Okay. How about Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. So you're like trying to buy drugs for me. So I'm like, "Hey, what do you need?" Hey, uh, you got any of the stuff, huh? Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got all this stuff. What so just have, let me know. What do you have? Give it to me. Uh, I got ice. You got ice? Cool. You got meth? You got fucking? Oh, yeah. Do you, you have any uh, G GHB? Yeah, I got it. Can I trade you for a steamboat? Ah, uh, steamboat. Uh, is that is that a is that a reference? Are you trying? Are you no, fucking with me right now? No. You better not be fucking with me, man. I'm strapped. I keep that thing on me. What thing? A gun? Yeah, you idiot. No, a big old mouse cock. <laughs> yeah, All I right. got that mouse cock. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mickey. It's been yeah, great yeah, having where, you. Where are the drugs, man? You say oh. you got drugs. Oh, yeah. I Well, the bit's over, so I don't have drugs oh, okay, anymore. okay, bye. Wow. Uh, very meta approach there at the end. Uh, a very, very Todd Glass approach by just being like, I'm done with this bit. <laughs> that's, that's what he, he says all the time whenever he's, he's like, he's like, ah, that's my thing about improv. It's like, uh, if I, if I want to end it, 
We're yeah. out. We're done. I don't want to. I don't want to try to come up with an e- ending. He had a it's great. Just, uh, the name of his improv troupe would be the Bailouts, where they come out and they go, "All right, everybody, we need a suggestion for a profession. Firemen, we don't like it. Thank you very much for the bailouts." <laughs> oh man, I love Todd Glass. Need to see that guy. I was sending him like these fake angry videos on Instagram and tagging him, and I don't think he's on Instagram enough, and I don't think he saw oh, like any funny. of them. So I was just like. Basically, it looked like I was bullying him for no reason on, <laughs> <laughs> online because I don't think he was check, checking his uh, his Instagram mentions. Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favorite. Todd, Todd come on the roadcast anytime. You yeah, know? dude. We'll take you to Phoenix anytime, <laughs> yeah. Todd. Yeah. Wow. There's like these freight trains that are hauling. Who knows what they're hauling next to us right now? Wow. They're from England. Are they? I don't know. That one just says CR England. Oh, that's... That's solid logic. <laughs> I don't know where it's from, though. Same yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the name of the company. This part of on the drive to Phoenix is interesting because there's so many mountains and there's so many windmills, like, in the distance. At some point, like, you'll probably end up seeing windmills, like, behind us in the background, which is kind of cool. Probably accounts for uh, how high our energy is. The windmills? <laughs> I love yes, it. the windmills. That nice. was good. That's, oh, man. <laughs> okay, come on. That's editorializing after. You know what that is like? When you put a car crash after, after, a, after an admittedly funny joke that has, a, has an awkward pause right after. Like it's, like, it's like there's something funny and then there's like an awkward moment right after and you put a car crash. That makes the audience be like, oh, that just sucked. Um, and it's almost like on Bring the Funny after our performance... <laughs> playing uh what when we, we were on bring the funny and the judges responded to our the judges responded to our set versus just seeing the set do you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah all right joel chill out for a second um <laughs> he's just re- play, repeatedly playing car crashing noises <laughs> or right. he's watching star wars or, <laughs> or, or something i think that's what it was yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Pat and I were on an NBC show called Bring the Funny. Uh, one of the questions, uh, which we'll get to more questions submitted by you guys uh, a little bit later in the episode. One of the questions was uh, talk about your experience on Bring the Funny. And uh, we, yeah, one of the things that uh, I, I guess was, uh, I guess we can get into a little bit. It was a little bit frustrating for Pat and I is... Um, we actually had a really strong set on the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my girlfriend was with us, and she was like, she was like, she was like, she was like, uh, you guys, uh, you guys did great. She was like, I was so relieved after you finished because I was like, oh, they did great. They're gonna move on. And uh, yeah. then she, then the judges talked, and it was sort of like the judges talked as if they'd watched a, a completely different show. And that's what that's just what my girlfriend said. She was like, Weird. she was like, it's like they, it's like, it's like, it's like they watched something completely different than uh, than. Than we did. Well, also Red Band and Janice were there as well. They came to the taping and Red Band was texting me afterwards like, you guys killed it, all this stuff. But the the judges were just not a fan of what Do Pat and I did. Do you think that possibly that was pre- predetermined? You know, I don't know because <laughs> you never know with like these kind of reality shows, which this is the first time I've ever done anything... I mean, it's the first time I have appeared like on a network show to do a set, which I was stoked just to to do that. But the reality side of it is unfortunate because 
it's just you don't know how they're going to make you look and that was the reason why pat and i didn't promote it at all until after it came out because we wanted to make sure that they weren't going to add silly and weird sound effects make you after. guys like the buffoons or something well, yeah, because yeah. we did a lot of behind the scenes stuff that they actually didn't show like any of like uh there there's a whole package that they shot with uh with Pat and I on a soundstage with this all white background and they tried to get us to say things that in my opinion would have made us look really cheesy and Pat and I were not giving it yeah. to them. So I honestly don't know if the producers were like, these guys are hard to work with. We might, maybe we should cut them early on. I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what happened. Uh, cause, cause we had to like, they had to, they had to, uh, they had to do like, we had to do like paperwork stuff that made it like a competition. So they have like, and we had, there was a talk from the lawyers of, uh, to everyone involved in the show, um, you know, explaining it as a competition and breaking it down the rules as it was a competition. And I, in my experience, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they predetermined some people to pass on, but it's like, it's almost like they chose, they could have aired our package if we had, if we had moved on. Like they air people's packages uh, based true. on they edit the show after they have the results of the. Of that that makes sense. I think that it, we just happened to uh, just not be liked by the judges. So so I have a theory. So here's my theory on why we didn't we why I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of issues there we had sound we had uh, sound issues where our vocals weren't loud enough and our instruments were uh, were perhaps louder than our vocals. We did a sound check literally right before we shot the show and and we got our levels exactly where we wanted them. And when we went out there and we started singing, they had the complete, it's like it, the mics were barely on and we were, we were doing our best to sing above the instruments, but you can't change the mix whenever a TV recording is in process. And uh, one of the notes that we got uh, that I don't think that they ended up... Um, they didn't end up airing it because it probably didn't make sense. Uh, but Keenan, one of the notes that he gave us was there was too much guitar in the song. And we're like, what does that mean? And I think it was a monitor issue where they had in his speaker that was next to them, our guitar turned way up and our vocals were low because we got the note from Jeff and Keenan that uh, we were hard to understand and we are very, you, you watch it, we're very articulate. You can hear every how single is word. That, I don't understand that note. It's how is that your fault? Well, well no. There's there, too the, much guitar in the song. It's like, it's obviously well, a mixing they, issue, right? Well, I would think it's a mi mixing issue, but they were saying that we were, we should have enunciated and more. Our enunciation was very, was very, was very enunciated. I'm very calling clear. Uh, James Hetfield from Metallica right now to let him know there's too much guitar in their songs. <laughs> hey, J hello, James. Uh, there's too much guitar in your songs. Uh, you're not going to move on to the next round. Okay. All right. Bye. Oh, that was a nice voicemail you left. Him. Was, I thought you were going to actually get on the phone with James Hetfield. What do you think? I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> hey, that was a collect call, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. So the other thing, the other thing was, uh, was we were like the fifth musical comedians they'd seen. And, and the first thing Keenan said after he was like, now this is interesting because now we've have a little context and already foreboding. That's like spells bad news. That, you know what I mean? We knew it wasn't gonna be good right after he said that. Um, but, but the other, so they'd already seen a bunch of musical comedians, but the other thing, which I believe they, uh, made it difficult for them to process is that our music is, our, is so musical. 
a lot of musical comedian acts, they're like talking. They're kind of like sing talking. Yeah, they're strumming one note while we, like saying a joke. Yeah, and we're playing a song and we sound like music. So the fact that we actually sound like like legit music is like I think I think uh worked against us because it made it made them hear the music and and discount the comedy. Um, because it almost like tricks your brain into like being like, oh, I'm just listening to a song. Uh, Rather than, than you're not listening to the punchlines that are going on within the written lyrics. Yeah. Like as musical comedians, we were the most like, we were, that was the most like straight up music. It was the most like, like, you know how, you know how musicians like play like a song. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. Like at a concert or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, was what, that was what we did. That hey, was, that James was what we did. Headfield, so yeah, do like you know musicians to- play a song at a. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Wait, James Hello, James Hetfield. Yeah, you're gonna have to get right up on that. Hello, that James. Mic, James. Uh, James Hetfield. Uh, are you gonna do? Jeremy Spoken. That's. Uh, that I think we got the wrong number. Actually, <laughs> I think did, that was. Uh, <laughs> did you call the wrong number, Joel? Eddie Vetter. Yeah, that was. Did you call Pearl James? Number? I think so. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Called, could you, uh, could you uh, here try to get James Hetfield on the phone? Maybe you, can, maybe you can get him uh, now. Hey, uh, James. Uh, 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 thanks for picking up today on Jeremiah Wonders. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. Okay, that was clearly Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Wow. Uh, we're gonna have to hang up on you, Dave. Thanks for uh, picking up. But okay, Joel. How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry. Get the, James. Joel, get James. Hetfield. They're all the James same Hetfield number the except oh. for the last Joel, digit. I'm sorry. Hetfield. Okay. James hold on. Hetfield right. from Metallica. James Hetfield from Metallica. Okay, Joel, it's ringing. Get him it's on ringing. The, okay, it's ringing. Yeah, it's ringing. Okay. Hello, James. Hello, you, Joel. You want to take this? Hi, James. Joel, do you know what it? What what does that say in the phone? Fu- oh, I didn't who know did who you it know? was till he said he's Louis. I think he said he's he Louis. C. K. Was, was that Louis C.K. scatting? Did we just talk to Louis C.K. scatting? What was wow. that? I, it, honestly, I mean, it's why, just why an accident. Okay, it's, Joel, get okay, James right, okay. Hepfield okay, from M E T A L L I C A Metallica. Okay, okay, on the phone. Okay, dialing. Right. I think I think we got him. Yeah. Okay. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of Wait, my Mark girlfriend's McGrath? What the bed. fuck is happening? Hey, what's up, man? I'm trying. Okay, we just dropped the call with with Mark McGrath. I don't know. That was Mark McGrath. That was not James Hepfield. Okay, last one. I'm not mad at you, Joel. But I'm like, not, you, 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 there's James no reason Hetfield for you to be mad at me. Phone. Hold on, I'm gonna call again. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Wait, Kermit, oh, wow. how are you talking over the over the rings? That's wild, man. That's so you know crazy. what? Uh, I think we should stop calling James Hetfield. I think we wait for him to call us. Yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Let's have him call us. Yeah. All right. Well, we we tried, uh, but no. Overall, uh, uh, after after it aired, Pat and I were relieved uh, that um, that they kept a good chunk of our song and that uh, we looked good and we sounded good, and that's uh, the most that you can make out. So we had a nice little NBC debut. We obviously didn't uh, move on to the next round, uh, but I feel good about what they kept because they could have edited a certain way to make it look like. 
that we did really bad or something. I think we misunder- might have misunderstood uh, a little bit because when we, when we got on the show, we thought NBC stood for Nasty Boy Comedy. So we might have been coming <laughs> Nasty Boy Comedy. Hold on, James Hetfield is actually calling right now. Are we are we allowed to tell? Are we allowed to? I don't know if we're allowed to tell the the oh, about the uh, the phone call that we got before we we started. They're gonna call us again. I, You're back on the show. No, 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 no. I I I guess we're okay to tell that story. It's pretty funny. Uh, so we got a a call right before we started filming, uh, and be, and before leading up to it, it's. Hands down, the most paperwork I've ever had to fill out for anything, including like medical history, like literally medical history. Like they scrubbed the internet. We had to delete tweets and Instagram posts. Really? And YouTube videos. Uh, I just like privatized them and now they're back to being public. But they, dude, they did an ex, they found a tweet of mine from 2011 that they're like, you got to take this down. I was what? like, okay. They found a tweet of mine where I was telling these congresswomen to go back. To where they came from. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. That's like a presidential tweet, though. Why yeah. would they have a problem with that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? Uh, but so we had to do this extensive background check and all this stuff and scrub some stuff from the internet. And when, uh, we did this. I wish phone you'd interview. scrub something from my internet. Oh, no. Okay, Come sorry, robots sorry. back. Sorry. <laughs> uh, horny as ever. And uh, one of the things that we had to do was we had to do this what, hour, hour and a half long conversation with somebody interviewing us about what we thought about the judges, what we thought about the show, our comedic influences, just a bunch of kind of standard comedy questions that they were just interviewing us to see, maybe to get a lead on how they were going to interview us for the show once cameras were involved. After we finished, I was like, what's your podcast called? And he was like, he was like, this isn't a podcast, but this is questions for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were joking around at different points because, you know, we're comedians and we were trying to make light of a, of a situation that it was kind of a long, strenuous, tedious conversation about different comedy questions. So we made some comments about some stuff, uh, that we thought that we, it was clear that it was a joke between us and the guy who's interviewing us. This dude wrote down verbatim some of the jokes that Pat and I said that were pretty oh, no. off the wall. And NBC called us and we go, hi, is this Reagan Watkins? Uh, we need to have a, a phone call to you guys well, immediately. We were, we were texting us at night, probably like 8, 8, 8 p.m. Yeah. And they were like, this is an emergency. Yeah. Can you get on the phone? What? We're like, what is going on? And Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said, no, can we talk tomorrow morning? Yeah, I said, I have shows where this is not happening because at that point it had been so intense. We had so many phone calls leading up to it. I was like, no, yeah, we like, we're a little tired of, of the process. And we're like, we can talk in the morning, but no, we can't hop on a phone call at 930 at night or whatever it was. So Pat and I are uh, on a a call in the morning with them on the phone and they go, hi, uh, Reagan Watkins. First of all, we I, I can't get that song stuck out of my head out of my head. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. She was like, I hate you. I she was like, I love you guys. Sometimes I hate you guys because I can't get that song stuck out of my out of my head at the twenty first century. So they were complimenting our music and then uh, and then they loop somebody else in and they go, Yeah, uh, we just want to make sure that you guys Good aren't cop, gonna... bad cop, dude. No, that that's kind of what happened. they go, Yeah, we just want to make sure that you guys aren't gonna be a problem on NBC. And Pat, and Pat and I go, uh, 
I literally go, I beg your pardon. Uh, could could you kind of give me some context for what this is about? And she goes, uh, sure. And do you remember the the the, the first quote? Uh, I, oh, I do. I can't fucking wait. Uh, they they go when you were asked about what you thought about Keenan Thompson. Uh, one of you said, I could give a fuck about <laughs> Keenan and his history on SNL and all that he's done. Who re- <laughs> <laughs> he, go, he goes, who cares about Keenan? I could care less. He's a judge on the show. She's reading this as a direct quote. And, you know, I take a pause and Pat takes a pause. <laughs> And I go, well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, and I never, I never, because I am a true partner. I never yeah. said, I never called out Pat. I never, it was obviously Pat. Yeah. I would never say that because I'm a huge SNL fan. I would never say that. And, but Pat was saying it as a joke because we had been on the phone for about an hour with the person interviewing us. Yeah. And they were going down the list and... He thought it'd be funny to say, like, because we, like, <laughs> we were doing Good Cop, Bad Cop on the interview where I was like, oh, Jeff Foxworthy is a legendary stand-up comedian, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's great. Uh, we're excited to be on the show with him. And they're like, great. Well, what do you think about Keenan? And then Pat chimes in with, you know, the uh, the complete <laughs> yeah. opposite as a joke. And we know Pat, so that's exactly yeah. like his style of comedy. So it's funny. But, dude, NBC, the guy wrote it down word for word. Wow. So what a they, nerd. They thought that that we were doing this completely seriously. And they were like, they were like, they were like, uh, just so you know, like, like we taped the thing in front of a live audience and we don't really want to have, we don't want to have like a, like a bad vibe, create a bad vibe in there. Yeah. And we don't, these, we know our executive producers are very worried about you guys embarrassing us and embarrassing and, and, and bad mouthing anyone on the show. And these are show business veterans and basically saying, have some respect. Yeah. Um, uh, which, uh, you know, I don't. And, uh, they were like, uh, oh, it, but it reminded me, it reminded me of, of, uh, when I, when I had a prom date in, in high school, um, bragger, I, I, I had a prom date and then, and, uh, and she, she was, she was, she was, uh, she was really hot and, uh, I, and I, I had a big crush on her and, uh, then we were talking and she, we were going to go to prom with her friends. And I was like, I was like shit talking her friends. I was like, ah, oh, your friends are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, bad. Ma- and then, and then she goes, and then she goes, uh, and then she she goes she goes I then she's like I don't think we can go to prom together because because um I don't want to have a shitty time you know and I feel like if I go with you I'm gonna have a shitty time. Wow! Did you end up going with her? No, I got an, a, another girl asked me out. Oh. Wow! So just like bring the funny, you were cut after round one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we so me being a a tried and true partner, I never ever put the onus or blame on pat on the phone call until we get off the phone with them like i just was like hey we're gonna be very respectful uh we we thought it was clear that we were joking around when we were doing our interview we had been on the phone for a long time that's not how we actually feel yeah you know laid it out kind of tried to save it as much as possible and then, and then pat and i get on the phone afterwards like we were just kind of laughing i was dude i thought it was funny even though like they were so serious about it i was they're like serious, they were very serious but i was like if 
if that's how, you know, like any indication of like how the show's going to go, it's just like a funny moment. Like I have to realize that, you know, of course we talked. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go into wild on the show. You know what I mean? Well, and I knew that cause I've been working with you for so long. Joel, if, what are you playing? If you don't play it right into the mic, it's not clear. Is that like a personal attack or something? <laughs> See, that's funny if you <laughs> leave Well, I play it away because I want to hear it first before I bring it on to the show. I'm I'm open micing it back here before I bring it to the stage. Oh, thank, okay. Before you bring the funny. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Was that Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm uh, a <laughs> little retarded. How about this? I'm gay. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. I'm gay. <laughs> it's just an I'm gay soundbite? Yeah. There's nothing uh, funny about that either. So, yeah, uh, I guess that's a good gist of, of our uh, experience with the show. We had a lot of friends on the show. And we were happy for the, the people who moved it, on. Obviously, we felt like, you know, of, of any competition show, which I'm just not a fan of reality competition especially for comedy in general yeah but, no art competitions it's just yeah, weird it's so subjective you know i mean i will i don't know uh because I, I was on last comic standing and uh last comic standing was like it was like it wasn't a bad show like i watched it but did you watch last comic standing yeah, right yeah, like for before sure. i before i did before i did comedy uh i was watching last comic standing like in college and stuff and uh so this somehow when they opened it up to like variety and improv you think it hurt it quite a bit it increased the hokiness um just in as as in general yeah hmm yeah do you guys know who won yet like did they finish oh no oh, okay no 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 uh i i don't i literally the comics who were on the show like i think that they were even kind of scared to tell people because they make a big deal. They 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 emailed us so many times. I Do bet. not tell people if you advanced or not until after the this the the air date. So yeah, Pat and I just kind of held back and because we didn't know if if they were gonna you know if they were gonna edit us and make us look super cheesy. Because what Pat what I was most worried about was that soundstage interview stuff that we did on the white screen because they kept asking. Pat for normal questions like answers and Pat would not give it to them so I was having to like kind of be the straight man to the crazy answers that were going what on what kind of questions were they like what who are your comedic influences uh Stuff like yeah that. how'd you guys More like, what would you guys what would you guys what would get what'd you guys do if you want to bring the funny are you guys excited for? Are you guys excited for Bring the Funny? I'm like, yeah, I'm six years old. I'm excited for Bring the Funny, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's how like that's how like tough I, the interview process was. Where with the director, he was like trying to coach us, and I was like looking at him like it ain't happening. Like yeah. like Pat's not gonna give you a, like that kind of cookie cutter response. So and the more they push, the more Pat wants to push back. Well, with, yeah, like, even zanier so, shit. So then I would kind of have to play the straight man role, so we could move on to the next question. I'd be like, yes, we're. And, but I would give a kind of bland response because I yeah. didn't want them using that footage. Yeah. So Pat and I also, they wanted to shoot us holding instruments and playing music and singing songs and stuff. And Pat and I kind of refused. We're like, we don't want to look cheesy. We, the first time that we want to be seen where their instruments are on stage yeah. during our performance. And That's we kind of, Pat and I had talks before we went in. We're like, hey man, we got to hold true to this because they're for sure 
going to want us to do something cheesy with our instruments and yeah. exactly go into the stigma of what a musical comic is. Yeah, they wanted us to wear our Reagan and Watkins shirts. Ugh. We didn't even send them the Reagan and Watkins pictures and they go, uh, so uh, we have for your wardrobe here, Reagan and Watkins, uh, these shirts. And I go, we didn't include that. You guys found that online. Also, they, they like- bought the shirts for you guys? No, but also they would uh. like, we not, we showed up for the wardrobe. They were like, so where's your, they have like, they had like pictures of us printed out and they're like, so where's your, uh, where's your like red shirt? And I'm like, I didn't bring that. And like, like they didn't even, they, they, like they didn't tell us to bring they thought we were bringing clothes that they didn't even tell us to bring. Well, yeah, that. so they pulled up pictures of us online at yeah. other shows and they expected us to... It was very, very they kind of it was interesting. like a uniform sort of thing? Like they, they thought, thought that it was like a, like a, They thought that it was like a jersey kind of thing I, that we wear at a lot of shows, well, I guess. They thought, I, they, thought, they thought somebody else had emailed us to bring the clothes. They thought someone in wardrobe had emailed us. Oh, but, bring the funny, like, bring the wardrobe, dude. <laughs> so anyway, that was our experience on Bring the Funny. Overall... I'm I'm happy that we did it. Like, regardless of of certain things, how yeah, it's great. It worked out. It's it's still cool. Me and Pat talk Good about experience. that sometimes. Like, you know, you just got to do things sometimes for the experience. Well, just ninety percent of comics are doing nothing really. Like, it's not their fault, but it's or like, what would you say? Eighty percent are doing comedy, but not making money from it or not getting these sort of like opportunities. So you guys got to do something that a very small percentage of comedians get to do. And it's, it's going to help you in the long run, you know, whether selling records or getting booked. Now you have a TV credit as a duo it's also, which is great. That's very nice. And it's my first time doing a set on TV, which that is its own nerve wracking experience, which is a good thing to kind of get out of the way. Because uh, there's a lot of things I learned in the moment, like it's kind of hard to explain. I don't know. I don't know if... if uh, if the circumstances were different, if Pat and I should have stopped and asked for a sound check before we continued, but I think it would have hurt us even more. It's, it's hard to tell. It's hard, it's hard to tell. I, I think we could have been more in the moment when we when we got out there. Almost like, almost like. Hey, can you hear us? Let's get some energy. Get some energy. I'm looking at you, Keenan. I'm looking at you, Chrissy. Like what? Like you know yeah. what I mean? Just to engage them <laughs> yeah. because because when we performed, first of all, we went up at like 4 p.m. and they hadn't had lunch. So like there was no like because they uh, like I don't know every like the energy level was pretty low in the room and and oh, yeah it was a it was a paid TV audience judges, to be there yeah the judges who were who were like passing us so we had to get who we had to, who we had to get their approval um like was just tuned out yeah but I feel like we did the right thing because that's the stuff that they would have kept is us being like. Hey, Keenan. Hey, Chrissy. Jeff. Yeah. Has yeah. the energy. That's the stuff they would have kept. So I'm happy we didn't do that. Yeah, so it did come out well. You guys just went out, started. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's the most like canon way to go about it. Like, just mm -hmm. get it, get it in there. Uh, oh, I was thinking, didn't we have something where it was like, you're going to say like, uh, or like, get, like, get all their names wrong. Like Kevin, Bristol. Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, Jevin. Was it was it a variety show sort of thing, or was it all just stand ups? No, it was variety. It, the, the, we we oh, you we, guys can't really. We we lost to uh, a puppet, uh, uh, a sketch, uh, uh, a character performer. A sketch? Like, they had a sketch people. Yeah, that character. That's guy. so weird. All right, we got to move on. Right. Uh, uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. I want to tell you about Tuesday.com. 
Monday.com. Monday.com is a team management tool that will help improve your office workflow. Monday. Monday.com makes it easy to track projects and keep it positive in the workplace. The best parts of Monday.com. It's intuitive. Takes no time to set up. It's flexible. You can easily customize this. It's easy to stay organized and find your files. Don't miss your files. You've got to keep them all in order. If you go to Monday.com slash wonder, that's all lowercase. Lowercase wonder. Like, I wonder if they're going to go there. Like, I wonder if they're still watching this podcast. Monday.com slash wonder. Then they're going to give you a free 14-day trial. Okay? No commitment. You can check out Monday.com and see how helpful their software is. One more time. That's Monday.com slash wonder, all lowercase, for a 14-day trial. And make sure that you use that exact link because guess what? If you use my link, additional savings, choose you to sign up. Now, please go back to enjoying this episode of Jeremiah Wonders Roadcast with Joel Jimenez and Pat Reagan. Welcome back to Reagan and Watkins doing the roadcast on Jeremiah Wonders. Joel Burke's killing it in the back right now. Oh, is this a back seat? I thought this was one of the ice cages. Oh my goodness. Well, we're going to get into uh, this next segment, Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Yeah, I reached out to you guys on the internet and you reached right back. And you have some questions for Joel, Joel Berg-Jimenez, as well as uh, myself and my boy, Patty Reagan. And uh, this first one comes from, this is just funny, at Jason Metz on Reddit. Why are you guys driving anywhere when you have a pilot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, Tony Hinchcliffe is our fearless He hasn't gotten his pilot's bicense yet. Yeah, his pilot's bicense. Um, uh, Let's see here. People are asking about your penis size, Joel. Do you want to get into this? Uh, I guess so. What are they asking? At Baldit on Reddit, if you were to compare Joel's penis with an animal, iguana, python, crocodile, hammerhead shark, etc., what would you compare it with? Are we comparing it to their penises or like, or the size of the animal? I think the animal. I'll let Pat answer. He saw it. I'd compare it to like a... <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> a Vienna sausage. <laughs> No, I'd compare it to like a leg of an animal, of a, a leg of a, of a mammal. Yeah, like a lamb shank. Exactly. Cool. Oh, oh, oh lamb shank Joel in the back. <laughs> uh, okay, this is for Pat uh, at Storebot underscore burgers on Reddit. What's Pat's weirdest memory from working on the Eric Andre show? Who were the best slash worst guests behind the scenes? Um, weirdest memory from working on the show. It's, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird moments cause, cause it's, we shoot, we shoot, uh, hours and hours and hours and then cut episodes into 11 minute segments. So you can imagine just how there's, just how there's awkward moments on Kill Tony, just how there's awkward moments in life. Um, there, there are a bunch of awkward moments that are compounded by, um, you know, the heat being up all the way in the studio and Eric trying to take a shit on his desk and uh, uh, not showering for uh, for the duration of the show. And um, 
uh, I would say the I would say the weirdest moment is sh- I mean, there's I, I I always love when like the the Tim and Eric casting like bottom of the barrel guys come out. Like we have these Jay Z and Beyonce impersonators, and they're not impersonators at all. They're just like they're just they're just random random people. But they just like they just like make out and grope each other, and after and they also get really drunk. The the like Jay Z guy gets really drunk, so it's like it's like hammered like. It's like it's like you'll you'll see them like groping each other like right off camera. Do you, they're not even on. They haven't even gone out to the show yet. And I'm like I'm like okay, should we pull them apart? Like and then there's there's this George Clooney character. He's a George Clooney impersonator. He's always like he's always just like chatting people up, and he's always like he's just like you know he'll just talk about his wife, his his like ex wife, and like uh and uh and and he's just a, he's just sort of an odd guy, you know. I don't know. What was the other part of the question? Uh, what were who are the best slash worst guests behind oh, the scenes? So the so the, so the get the one guest that was was just not very much did not have a good attitude was Lou Ferrigno because I don't think he likes being made fun of. I think that's why he's a bodybuilder. Is I f- I feel like that sometimes happens. You you know you bulk up because you have been tired of being bullied in the past. Maybe you know yeah got bullied for his accent and his looks and his stature. And his bad attitude. I don't know if that's an accent. I think he's deaf, Pat. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what Pat was nicely trying to say. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. That's even funnier to me. <laughs> Maybe that's why you thought he had a bad attitude. Maybe he was just doing sign language. He's like, can you not hear me? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell why you Why is he something? doing all these weird things with his hands? What is he? Yeah, I think he man. wants to flip me off, dude. Yeah, what's going Pat, on there? that sign language. Was there any other, uh, any other interesting guests behind the scenes backstage? I think, I think who was it? Aesop Rocky was like uh, skateboarding with like kids outside in like the neighborhood. That was kind of cool. It was like it felt like it felt like we were in like a music video, like an ASAP Rocky music video. That's fun. All right, I like that. Uh, oh, from that was a, a mother F and beer on uh, Reddit who asked about our bring the funny experience. So there you go, pal. Uh, this is from um, at homemade poser. Uh, Joel Berg and Jeremiah. When was the angriest you've seen Tony? Oh man. Uh off stage or on stage. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think possibly the hotel in in Milwaukee. Was that where we were? Yeah. That was one of them. Um but yeah, that that was uh yeah. Yeah, that any yeah, that one. And then also uh some on stage ones. I mean Rope snake. <laughs> that's up there. Yeah. That's definitely up there. Uh, <laughs> Anytime we talk about bringing the mental patient characters back. Yeah, that's a running joke now because he hates the mental patient characters so much. <laughs> we told him we were going to come out at the grammar <laughs> yeah. as the mental patient. <laughs> like, we, we keep, like, wanting to have the balls to do it during a really important sold-out theater show. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> we come out as the mental patients. <laughs> and Madison the Square Garden. Too. Yeah, we were saying that <laughs> we were going to combine his least favorite characters and put them all in one show because he hated uh, the puppeteers he hated them so much like on the drive back from vegas at that show he was telling me how 
much he hated those characters. It's a long drive. And I actually got hit up by a lot of people saying that they really liked him. So we'll we'll definitely bring back those characters. Yeah, me too. I so, loved them. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. This is for uh, another one for Pat. <laughs> uh, this is from OCGN on Reddit. Question for Pat. Did you get to talk to T.I. after showing him your dick or did he just storm out of the building? Um, I don't know what happened after he, he walked off set and I don't know. Uh, off so into the, off into the night. So he really walked, he really left after that. Yeah, he left because I think he wanted it to be on his terms. He didn't want to be the fool. He didn't want to make, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be made fun of. Like he brought a secu- like when, when, when Eric introed him and I, I don't know, I don't know if it was cut from the show, but he brought like his own like security guard out, not, not to intimidate but like, like as like a bit, he was like trying to do a bit on Eric, like this is my security, like, and, uh, yeah. And then I think he just, I think he, I think he left because yeah, he didn't, he, he wanted to be the one to leave, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The only interaction that I've had with TI, uh, was at the comedy store was when he went up with Dave Chappelle, when uh, I got bumped by Chappelle and T.I. at the comedy store because uh, stuff like that happens occasionally. <laughs> and uh, I was... Uh, nobody had been sitting in the bucket seats for a while and he like straight up flexed on me because I, I sat down after he had been gone a long time in the seat where he was sitting and he hadn't been in the room for a while so I was like, All right, I can sit down here. And he came back in and he's like, Hey, partner, I was sitting there and I was, and I was like, dude, anybody else, like I would be like, no, this is a paid regular seat. Like this is reserved for the paid regulars, but he was guest of Dave and I didn't want to make a scene out of it, but it was not like, he definitely like was like trying to be hard with me. And I was like, all right, dude, sure. Like you're the guest, you're the guest here. I'll, I'll treat you like a guest, but otherwise I would have told somebody else like, no, I'm, I'm sitting here. This is, this is a seat that I earned <laughs> to sit in. Everyone, we have an announcement to make. Stop bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bullying announcement. Man, these sound bites are out of control, Joel Bird. What you doing right there, man? Shit. Man, you crazy, dog. Hey, man. Uh, this is, uh, uh, this is for uh, us all. What about uh, from Freaky Fast, the R Vic on Reddit? What was the special slash comedian that made you realize that's what you wanted to do? Was there ever a spot or show that was so good that you knew you could make it? What's the worst time you bombed while first starting out? These are all good questions. Um, so what's the first the one? The first one is, uh, is there a special or comedian that you saw that ma- made you realize that you wanted to do it? Uh, I'd say the opposite. Every special I saw growing up, I thought stand-up was impossible. I was like, these people are like superheroes. And it wasn't until like I took a improv class or something and like realized that like <clears throat> the stuff I said would make people laugh that it was possible. But uh, watching specials and stuff, I thought they were like superheroes. I-, I thought it was like not a normal thing. Yeah. But I don't know. What about you guys? Did you see a, a comic growing up that... You saw their special or something that you're like, oh, I, like I, I, I want to do that or I can do that maybe. I mean, I loved Carlin, but I didn't like see myself doing Carlin. Yeah, me too. I loved Woody Allen movies and Marx Brothers. 
And so I thought like I'd want to write comedy, I think, more so than more so than like seeing comedians, you know. Yeah, my uh my definitely mine was more on the the movie and sketch side of things. Uh Yeah, just seeing different things like that. Like dude, I I watched Monty Python Holy Grail so many times growing up uh, stuff like that and obviously I, I've mentioned a lot like the SNLs and the Mad TVs and I got an In, in Living Color uh, I found out about that later I know Joel you grew up watching that show a yeah. lot uh, but it was more I really didn't I really didn't see I wasn't allowed to watch many um, stand-up comedians uh, growing up I actually grew up with uh, some uh some Christian stand-up comedians, uh, specials. Uh, those were the first specials that I saw. A lot of people were introduced to like Eddie Murphy or, or Carlin, but, uh, I, I was, uh, introduced to this comic named Mark Lowry. And there was this other one named, uh, Dennis Swanberg. Uh, yeah. 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 They're huge in, in like the, uh, religious market. Like they have like a, like by the end of their special, there's usually some kind of like, underlying message or something yeah uh were they funny oh man i I mean i think that they were funny but who knows i would die watching my dad die laughing you know what i mean that's like as a kid like if your parents are laughing you're like this is so funny die and get risen born again i died and come back three days that's interesting because i bet i could watch that and still like respect some of the craft or whatever they're saying like i I don't have to agree with whatever they're saying to enjoy it yeah i was uh, and also early on uh blue collar comedy tour was something that i grew up with uh yeah super early on but i got into like i became more of a student of it like kind of after i had already moved to la after i was like more pursuing actual stand-up comedy uh so it was a little bit different uh, for me. I guess that's it. I loved Hedberg in college. Got those albums. Yeah. Drank I loved Chris up. Rock as a kid. Uh, I loved Carlin. John Mulaney's first album, the top part. Dude, uh, Robert Kelly is actually one of the first comics that I owned his special. Really? Yeah, because uh, when I was working at the radio station in Kansas City, that was uh, in the merch uh, department like the prize department oh cool they were giving out his album and his special on a dvd and i was like i was like oh this is a stand-up comedian cool i literally knew nothing about him and it's it's so funny that uh years later like we know him and we've like done shows and stuff with him that's so awesome. kind of cool how 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 that works out that's been a trip too. meeting people that i grew up watching and stuff like that i mean what's the craziest one for you joel um, I mean, Gilbert Gottfried was insane. Um, Todd oh. Glass was a big one because yeah. I've been like a huge fan of his for years. And so he's one of the only people I've asked for like a photo with. Um, That's cool. But yeah, but a lot, man. A lot of them, um, I'm trying to think. Some people I just get nervous and stay in the dressing room and like... It's funny too, like meeting your heroes while dressed as a fucking caveman or with a sock on your dick. I mean, like... I don't know. Meeting Rogan, all those guys. It's just been a trip to be in the same room as all these people. Everybody, Don Mayrera. I could go on forever. Yeah. Well, one uh, that's kind of crazy is like uh, become friends with uh, Dane Cook like over like this last year. Yeah. Uh, gotten to know him a little bit better. And uh, he's super nice. And he he's actually had uh, uh, my wife and I over to his place. We watched uh, multiple episodes of Game of Thrones over at his place. And 
I he was introduced to him like in middle school, high school, his yeah. CD. Cause it For was CD so, I buy, dude, I think comedy it CD. was so huge that it was literally viral. Like it was being passed amongst people, like a mixtape. It yeah. was crazy. Does this, does this joke work? Uh, oh, your friends with Dane Cook? Shocker. Is he a is shocker? Is that this? Is that the hand symbol? No, he does this. What's it called? Uh, it's like an extra emphasis. It's like a double middle finger. That's like, like, cause like, He's basically, I think that, that was the joke. It's like, it was an extra emphasis on the middle finger. Remember, I thought he had like some hand symbol and I thought it was called something, but it wasn't the shocker. No, no. It was two, but yeah, I get where you're going out. with that. But yeah, no, we get, we appreciated it though. How um, we, we fucking hanging out with Jeff Ross in New York. That was dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Felipe Esparza, Ian Edwards, all those guys. It's just a trip, man. What do a you, crazy life. Do you have a worse bombing experience, Pat? Like a really bad bombing story or anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I'll get like, like I just start, I like, uh, I like, I was, I did this one show and it was like a showcase and there were agents there. And, um, I was like, I was doing my thing and I was, I was, uh, playing a song. And then in the middle, like sometimes when I'm doing when I'm playing one of my songs at a comedy like venue, halfway through the song, I start to get like sick of the song because, because I'm playing a song but people are, are pro processing it like comedy. And I'm like, I'm like, I just feels like I'm plowing along or like I'm forcing them to listen to my music, which doesn't feel that great. And so it was, it was, it, it was going well. And then I just like, I was just like, you know what? And I just stopped playing <laughs> right away mistake. <laughs> and then I, and then I started to sing, I started to sing an acapella song, which I used to do. I used to like sort of go nuts. Oh. I want to climb the misty mountains with Frodo and Gimli. We'll fight the evil Sauron. And I, uh, I like, uh, I forgot the words. So it was, I was supposed to, like, I was at, I was at closing, I was at the closer, you know what I mean? And I like, I forgot the words. And so I was like, I was like starting and stopping the song. I couldn't remember the words. I was running the light. Where was this? It was at the Virgil. I was running wow. the light. Uh, my manager was there. Uh, my, like the agents were there to see me. And for whatever reason, I just I just bailed through this song halfway through and then tried to do a song that I hadn't performed in probably a year and a half. Cold. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. What did your manager at the time say? Like, what, like was there anything to say or? Yeah, I remember what he said. He said, you're not ready. <laughs> well that's some brutal hollywood honesty that sometimes we all have to hear at different points in the journey joel do you have any uh yeah i have things? a few i mean one was i hosted at the improv for brian oh, uh, dude you told me about this that was rough first time in the main room dude brian told me about this he was just like he goes he's he's obviously he's very nice about when of he course, said it yeah but like sure. he's just like I don't know if I can have Joel host for a little while. Yeah, I couldn't. No, I don't want, nor do I want to host. It was weird because I, I went up on stage and some part of me was like, oh, I have to be like a host instead of just going into jokes. And so I just started like kind of talking to the audience a little too much. I was like, yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, but it's going to be your Friday night, right? Like blah, blah, blah. And then like I start doing my material and it was just not going over, man. I, I remember I was, I, I was wearing a hat. Right. <laughs> Whatever. So I was like wearing a hat and I start to feel my hat like fill up with sweat. Like it's getting cold. 
and I look back and Tony and Brian are sitting in a booth in the corner just laughing at me, like dying laughing. <laughs> and I have to bring up, you know, like Coke, like Joey Diaz, like Joe Rogan, oh, Brody Stevens. Huge yeah. show. Yeah. Um, Earl, like a bunch of people. And so right after I get off stage, I wanted to run home, but I had to keep going back up to bring everybody else up. Dude, bombing as a host is hard, man. And this couple, this like rich couple, they were like, hey, we drove, but what, what do you want to drink? We'll buy you anything you want. Like they saw like how crazy it was. And so I was just in the bar talking to Earl like the whole night uh, about it. And he was just like being cool about it, like giving me advice and stuff. And then during his set, like after I brought him up, he like held my arm up like a champ. And he's like, let's give it up for this guy one more time. He's doing a great job. Like totally gave me like more than I deserved. But it was nice. Uh, Earl's a good dude like that. Yeah, it was. It, it meant a lot to me. So that was one bad one. And then another time I did a corporate gig with Rich Sladen and my friend Rick Wood. They took me up to a little bit north of San Luis Obispo. It was for some tractor company. And uh, right before I go up, they're like, well, we're going to start the comedy portion. So if this would be a great time for everyone to get a drink if you want to get us. So mass exodus of the entire crowd leaving to go get drinks. And then as I'm doing my act, I'm like bombing because um, it's a corporate fucking weird party. And uh, they start making flaming donuts right next to the stage, like four foot high flame. And they're using the stage to like put trays to start prepping the donuts before they serve them. And so I'm like trying to do jokes and just this huge flame keeps like going up. And it was awful. essentially ignoring you. They were ignoring me. Yeah, basically. So that was another one. Sorry. Yeah. No shortage of bombing funny. stories no, here. No shortage. Uh, How about you, Jeremiah? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I just recently had one that was... That comes to mind. I'm trying to remember. Was that the store? I can't remember if it was at the store or the improv. Um... I don't remember. It might have been at the improv. I don't know. I uh, I think that sometimes, we, I mean, some of the more, re because we've been doing so much Kill Tony recently, I think that some of, uh, <laughs> some of the bombs have been in that regard. <laughs> uh, where, you know. <laughs> Well, I always swing for the fences with the characters, so yeah. sometimes they work, and then it's pretty obvious the ones that we don't bring back. Like it's you know you're not gonna see my highlight clips online of of <laughs> of the the zingers that I'm throwing the Jamaican out. Jamaican chef. Oh man, he's he's still bringing up that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's still one of my least favorite ones. Uh, the nurses are uh, one of my favorite least favorite ones. Uh, even the priest had room, but I felt like it was kind of, uh, there's, there could have been more yeah. stuff there. That's, that, that's a tricky one because it's like, whatever ones that we don't have, uh, I've mentioned it before, whatever ones we don't have strong angles on, like yeah, for are, sure. are, uh, are hard. Uh, this is at strings four, 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 four on Reddit. Which one of you has the biggest ego? Uh, is it me, Pat, and Joel? Is Tony allowed in this? <laughs> I don't know. That's just a weird. Just kidding, Tony. Uh, it's a weird one because it's just let's keep it in the car. Let's keep it in the car. 
I, I would say no matter how I think big, Joel is excluded from Joel this immediately. Between, it's definitely between, between Pat and I. Um, like Joel, uh, right away. Right away, Joel is disqualified immediately. Oh, that's nice. That's um, what I was thinking. I would say that no matter how big the ego, though, that you guys both have, like, it's more like this confidence that you believe in, like the stuff you've worked on, but. It's not to the point where like you're like delusional about it. Like you still, we all want to strive to be better and stuff. So I don't know, I don't know. I I've never really gotten too much like pure ego from you guys. I think it's just more of a belief in like what you think your comedy is worth because of all the years you've worked on it. And so that's a little different to me. But you guys can talk about well, the it. The ego could come from like the ego could come from validation in certain ways. So if you're validated, it grows. So we've had like different things to validate ourselves. I think there's a little, yeah. I think the 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 ego between Pat and I, especially being in a duo, there's a little bit of an ebb and flow. I think that every once in a while we kind of have to check each other a little bit. Uh, as as yeah, it could move in either direction, honestly, because that's as certain projects go, or certain things that we book along the way, or like uh, you know. A lot of times when we were recording uh, in the studio and we might have like a difference of opinion on something, we're usually on the same page for the most part, which is good about our act. But every once in a while, we'll have to butt heads when it comes to uh, certain approaches or professional uh, matters, I'd say, like certain uh, opinions on uh, certain paths. Would you agree with that? Well, you're making you're making it sound a certain way. I I'm I, that sound pretty middle of the road. Uh, I think being pretty middle of the road there. So, who is the bigger ego? You're me. I I was nicely saying that it goes back and forth. Right, I I'm just going I was just going to play like a game like 3 2 1. 3 2 1. <laughs> we all go pat. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, but that's a good question, though. I think um, I'd like to look up the definition of the word ego. I'm on it. Fact checker Joel, get on it in the back. That's right. Call researcher. me researcher. In the meantime, Pat, if you could be any ice cream flavor, what would you be and why? This is a bad is post. ego a flavor. Okay. Just kidding. Lego, my ego. Okay, ego, a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Uh. Psychoanalysis, the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. So self-esteem and self-importance. I mean, for me, it's like I can be like bipolar in that way, like so up high and so down low. Like when it comes to yeah, self-esteem and self-importance, like I would say my probably my self-importance is much higher than my self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like I, I feel like uh, part of my uh, one of my roles that is important when uh, Pat and I are doing music and stuff is like to make sure that we're encouraging each other and and going in a positive direction and building each other up because it's so it's like just like even mentioning like the 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 NBC thing it's hard it's really easy to get down on on ourselves for different things that are going on. Like, oh, this could have been better. This could have worked out. Yeah. Oh, I wish we had this or that. But I think that's that. That's one thing that's actually really nice about having uh, like a comedic duo partners oh, is we can kind of balance and support each other. each other. Yeah, it's true. Support. Back support. Lumbar. 
that lower lumbar. You, I, I would say the best situation I've seen you guys really like do that is I've, I've watched you guys write songs before. Like I've been in the room when you're doing it. And I think that that's like a perfect, you guys really like big each other up when you're writing or like you just kind of flow with these ideas and nobody's ever like, oh, that's dumb or whatever. You kind of, we'll just yeah, write that, everything down and then edit that, later. That's, that's a rule that we definitely make whenever we're writing. We never say like, that's a bad idea. Like we're like, ah, what about this instead? Yeah. It's never like, yeah, never like, like completely like, <laughs> like that sucks. That's not funny. Like why, like why would you want to be in that writing environment? Yeah, like, yeah. More so. so than not, you guys are like, oh, that's funny. That's and funny. That, and that's what we try to do, you know, on the road with, uh, with Kill Tony too, when we're coming up with the different characters and we're different jokes. I mean, Joel and I will look at each other. We know when we've made a bad joke oh, on yeah. Kill Tony. Yeah. Like we'll kind of like, yeah. like Joel will kind of like, and I know immediately. <laughs> well, I'll look back and we'll start laughing with each other or you'll like, you'll, I'll hear you like being like, whenever I make like a bad joke that didn't <laughs> land, like I kind of just like a little, sometimes you'll make one that doesn't work in the room, but I think is fucking hilarious. Well, yeah. And I'll be like, that was good. Like well, these people suck. Tony or whatever. reminds me every once in a while, like, I mean, the room is one thing, but the listeners at home, I've yeah. said a, a bunch of jokes that don't work in the room, but I'll have people hit me up after the show. They're like, dude, I, that got completely missed on the show. That was like my, one of my favorite lines of the night. So yeah, for sure. Just got to stay true to yourself. Um, do a couple more and then we'll end with some sax talk. Uh, we've gotten through a good, uh, how long we've been going? Of these. Uh, we're at like, uh, hour 15 in tight. Yeah. I know. I love it. It makes the drive go by so quick. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice. One of, one of the things about this. Yeah. Jerk each other off. Yeah. You guys want to get out in pork and the, did you say pork get out? Hot sun? Oh no. The cum robot is, is back on the show. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is Pat, uh, for Pat at Christian H Buck. How does Pat see the development in his and your band's music? P.S. I have a gun in my backpack. Uh, well, we make music. We started out making music and we're still making music. So I'd say, uh, the development is, uh, it's been pretty musical. Pat, look at the road. <laughs> Get um, lost in thought while driving. Lost in that thought, okay, okay. dude. That was a dickish answer, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, what? What do you? What do you think? Uh, I think that um, the way. I mean, I I can't speak for. Well, I mean, you've got. You're about to have a lot of music that's coming out, and I think that one of the questions. Uh, I think it was on Instagram or somewhere. I think I lost it. Um. Uh, but one of the questions was, uh, like, are you going to be putting out some more like kind of serious kind of music? And like, you, you kind of continuously have been yeah. putting out yeah. just straight serious comedy, uh, excuse me, excuse me, straight serious songs without comedy elements and then other songs with comedic elements. And it's kind of like, you know, when we, uh, like when we went back to Kansas city and we'll do this on the road as well. Before Reagan and Watkins headlines, Pat will do a solo music performance. And the way he sets it up is like, you know, some of these. I'm doing stand. I'm doing like, I'm going to do some stand up tonight. As well. I'm just saying as an example yeah. is that you will preface it whenever you are, you are exclusively doing songs. Like some of these are going to be funny and then some of them are not like you kind of set the tone for that. Like I'm going to be playing some real music for you guys too. That doesn't have like punchlines and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool. 
yeah i mean i have more i in, in the song in the songs that i've that i have i have more uh more songs that are just songs rather than compared to songs that function on a comedy stage and i think as far as where pat and i are headed with with our our music we're you know, we're trying to build out the the catalog for another album. And we're the goal, I think, is to try to hit even more genres with this next album, because I think that's one of our strong suits is being able to kind of adapt and kind of really nail on the head the different components of different genres, which I think made our first album really fun and eclectic because it's kind of all over the place tonally. Yeah, we're going to do Ranchero music. Uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to do Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. We definitely got some fun, like kind of oldies tracks that we've already written that uh, we'll be playing in Phoenix tonight. Uh, and yeah, some maybe we'll write a, a song exclusively in Spanish or French or something. Who knows? That'd be fun. We got a lot of ideas. We have an Irish song that we we, we haven't put out yet. Um, yeah, and then you guys have uh, Pat and Joel have uh, uh, their band, The Baby Boys, with Chris Dillon. They have a, an album coming out here uh, probably in the next few months or so that they're gearing up to release. And uh, that has comedic elements as well as just like cool, just straight up music. What I, what I would like liken it to is like if like, like almost like a punk, like, like, a, <laughs> like uh, a punk version of like Eminem. Was that a, a real thing you just Eminem. did there? Uh, this is from on Instagram, Joel, at Jeremiah underscore THZ zero MAS. So Jeremiah underscore Thomas. What's up, man? Uh, fellow Jeremiah. What is it like for you and Joel to travel with the drums, saxophone, and all of your costumes? You guys always look pretty roomy in the roadcast. I never see any piles of luggage anywhere. I guess we hide it well. Yeah, we hide it well. Some, uh, it's actually the most stressful part of any time Joel and I go on the road together yeah. is leading yeah. up to it with the packing and the character process. Because especially when we did those runs of shows, I got this is like I don't like flare up very often with with Tony. Uh, we'll butt heads occasionally. But like one thing I made a pretty big point about was he's like, do you guys really need to check luggage? And I kind of blew up. I'm like, dude, you have no idea yeah. how much we have to cram into. I'm fitting four or five other people inside of this luggage right now. I have and I have a saxophone as well. And Joel's not like depending on where we're going. Joel is trying to pack all of his stuff without checking a bag yeah. to save money because we're getting the drums at the location. So it's a lot of Tetris and we and Joel and I have gotten pretty good at packing a lot of stuff in a, a pretty small confined it, The last space. night we're in any town, we're always just like going like, what are we doing and how are we going to do yeah, this? Yeah, because you also collect stuff along the way and people are very nice and bring stuff out to the shows that are cool that we want to bring back home with us to L.A., and we spread everything out on the hotel room floor. And yeah. it's pretty stressful to, to get that final pack back in before we head back. It's usually like 2 a.m. or something. And we leave in like two hours. And yeah, but whatever. It's it's fun. That's the hardest part, though. I'm already stressing. Packing is the hardest part. What song is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Tom Packing song. Oh, great. Tom Packer song. Hewlett Packer. 
Thank you. Print, print, cut, print, no edits in this B. Uh, It's time to stop. (laughs) It's time to what? It's time to stop. Uh, Joel, you've been... um, I guess I have a question for you, Joel, because uh, there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of, like, Mexican drum-offs and stuff lately. Uh, Do you get more and more stressed as these things go on because there's a there's a sense that maybe it's going to keep heightening and yeah. it's like it's pretty big now yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you, you've you've come out with a a giant purple dildo that you're wearing you've been yeah. wearing negligee underneath and you've been drumming you've been air drumming you've been like somersaulting catapulting yourself over the drums uh, it's gotten pretty intense. Where do you see it going? Probably physical bodily harm. Oh no! <laughs> just cutting yourself. I just... think it's next. I think next is like maybe light a cigarette, put it out on my chest. Oh my goodness! Um, and people think I'm kidding. I'm not. You know. Uh, you know what's funny is that I still don't understand the people who go up that go against you to drum. They still haven't evolved on their side yet. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's still like pretty mellow performance. I'm going to make a confession that, uh, you know, the uh, the Milwaukee show. Yeah. I whispered in that guy's ear. I go, the, the crowd will go crazy if you just take I off I saw that on video and I was meant to ask you about I it. Did. I go, what did you say? I did. I did it on purpose. So I was like, we need a little bit because nobody had done it in yeah. like forever. I was like, yeah. we need a little bit of fuel yeah to, for, for sure far, and it made you like you saw that well wow, like, my team oh. is turning against me they're fueling the <laughs> no. competitors you heard that you heard that my own army is giving the opposing forces weaponry yeah man i was just uh trying to build it up for entertainment that was uh that was before we scissored i think wow i'm glad everybody's entertained and i'm nervous as hell shitting blood every day uh no it's good i i um you know the night that i beat those two guys in a row who were obviously better than me at drumming. I a door in my mind opened up where I was like, now I'm kind of convinced I could all like could possibly win everything just because there's this thing where I think people want to do it, but then when they sit down, they think about it a lot. The lights are brighter than they thought. There's people they start to get in their head about people watching. What I will say, uh, it's one thing to be under pressure to do comedy. It's a completely other thing to be under pressure when you're playing music. And I actually, one of the things that, like, I I know it's a recurring joke on the show that Tony will sing along with the band stuff, but I actually don't like it sometimes because if he's singing too fast or too slow, I'm trying to find it. And a lot of times I'm, I've just learned the song, so I don't have it well down well enough. So then it starts to throw me off and it makes the music actually sound worse than it really needs to be Yeah, because I'm playing catch up or I'm trying to speed up to then match his (laughs) voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's stressful, but I love it. And I think that, um, the way that that things are going now it's really about the show and like i think as long as i give a good show then it's good um but yeah it's nerve-wracking but it's good you know i I want to um is that the most nervous that you get uh that because somebody else was uh at some point was uh there's been some different comments uh and i apologize i'm not giving a shout out right now uh over the different platforms uh 
somebody wanted to check on your anxiety and see how you've been doing with that, like yeah. uh, with the road shows and going on the road lately. I've been doing pretty good. I've noticed that water and sleep is super important. I'm also in a point in my life right now where I'm where I'm overall pretty happy, um, where things are going okay. But you know that that just changes day to day. It sucks, man. Sometimes last tour I got off, I got home, my dog was like. His eye was all fucked up. He's, he's okay now, but it always seems like when it rains, it pours for me. Sure. Uh, right now, everything's okay. But um, yeah, I'm trying to... In the yeah, that's true. That I need to like... I'm, I'm going to... Uh, the Yeah, I need to be more physically active. Uh, that All that. I'm trying to eat better. Yeah, I, I definitely need to be doing that, especially being been, off the road. I've been trying to learn how to like breathe more, like... When someone challenges me to a drum drum off, I've started just kind of like taking deep breaths and just kind of like walk away, let it happen. And really all you can do is give it your entire life. You know, I just, that's all I want to do is like leave it all on the stage during a battle. So even if I lose, they, they'll know that I gave it everything I had. Yeah, that's a good way but to look at it. Yeah, let's hope I never lose. Yeah. Oh, somebody else. This is the last question. Then we'll, uh, then we'll move on to... Uh Sax talk because uh, Pat said that he has a story he's going to share with us. Uh, this is for uh, da, 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 da. what was that? Uh, so, I was going to say Rice Road. I wonder if there's a Panda Express on Rice Road. Uh, this is from Creepy Orlando on Reddit. Who outside of the regulars is your favorite Kill Tony comedian of all time? So basically anybody who's appeared on the show. Oh, wow. Do you have one, Pat, from your time on the show? I think so. Mine, honestly, and this partially just because I like him as a person a lot. I also like his comedy and his style a lot. But one of my favorites is for sure Mikey McKiernan. Yeah. For me, Preacher Lawson. I was going to say Preacher. He like, it's like, it's like a man among boys. Preacher was just well. It's it's clear he's headlining everywhere Dude, right now, and he's ready. You know, when we saw him do it in the belly room, he he did like he was at a fucking at like Staples Center or something, and it's this tiny little stage, and he's still giving it all that you know energy. It was pretty incredible to watch. Um, but I love Mikey too. Mikey's fucking great. He's always been. Uh, Mikey was one of the first people to book me ever in LA, like on a show. Mikey and Robert Turo. Uh, oh yeah, Turbo, Turbo Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I look back at an old flyer. I was on a flyer with Earl back in the day, like Heck yeah, yeah dude. 2012 oh, or I something. You were, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Who else? I mean, there's so Uh-oh. many comics. I don't want to start naming names because then I'll, you know, whatever. But right. Um. Obviously, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. As much as we like to make fun of people, there is a lot of people that are really, really good. Talented. Uh, one of mine, um, and uh, she only did it like once. I saw a picture it reminded me of. There's this older lady who brought all these props up on stage. Oh, yeah, with just, the bag. With the bag, the giant bag. And it just made me, like, laugh. I just watched, looked at the photo. I was like, I remember this lady. She's just like, there's a lot of, like, funny, legit characters who, like, yeah. Mystery Dan used to I come on a lot. I was just He's like, oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. Okay. deal with the pussy. Yeah, I've never seen one before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think that some characters uh, come on the perfect amount and then other times 
We've had some recent ones that gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I, th- I think it's clear to any viewer or listener, like if s- s- there's a couple that are played out that we brought back uh, to do... Well, never mind. You mean our characters? No, no, no. Oh, gotcha. Some others. Okay. Some other comedians on the show that I think I'm like. I think we're done. Yeah. I think. I think that this chapter has closed. Uh, I have um, one. I mean, my my favorite of all time. My favorite comedian of all time. Uh, is Tam Fam to do the show though? He was, yeah, he was one of the best. He was. I one was of the gonna best. name him one of the best material. Best material and the best person to roll with a bit on stage. Like as far those interviews are still some of my favorite moments from the show, and uh, I actually tried to get him to come back as a surprise guest for Kill Jeremiah to do a set. And uh, he said that he's moved on; he's been, uh, doing more writing and not so much stand-up comedy. So. Uh, Wishing that guy the best. I love that guy. So also want to give a special shout out to the Verzi triplets. Kill Tony Legends. <laughs> Kill Tony Legends, Verzi triplets. Also, Pat made a short film with them. It's, it's still being made. And it's <laughs> a year and a half of making this. Um, but Does you know, the movie have come in it? It's got triplets. I and, love uh, triplets. Love you guys. Heck yeah. Let's close out the show with a listener favorite. Sax talk. Sax talk. Wow, I don't get this segment. I don't know why you keep doing it. (gasps) Saxophone in a car. I mean, you're slowing down any momentum that the story is setting up when they're talking. All right, so we're back with sax talk now. And Pat Reagan is going to share a story of sexual encounter while I play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. Pat? Whenever you are ready. Joel, will you uh, kindly hold your mic up to, to Pat's yeah, mouth? Yeah, for sure. All right. The year was 2014. It was in the winter. Um, probably like November. Like if I remember like November 13th. And um, I met this girl at a bar and she was a little like we, we had met online on, uh, on Hinge and it was the first girl I'd ever met on Hinge, um, and the last. And I, uh, we met up at this bar, and she was she was pretty rough. She was a little she was kind of rough around the edges. Um, she was almost like I, I don't know. She had a lot of makeup on, and uh, she was almost like. I, I don't know. I was just surprised because I, I, I hadn't heard her voice yet. And so then when she talked, it was like like she talked like with a lot of, let's just say, swagger. Um, uh, but like I, I, w- I wasn't put off. I was actually more attracted to her, uh, you know, because because it was like it was like it was like, OK, this is this is different. And um, so uh, we we went outside to go smoke and uh, we started we started kissing and she like threw me up against the wall and she uh she she started like unbuckle my pants and i was like and we were like on the on the street and i was like you can't i was i was i was kind of i was like you can't do this right here uh, do you want to come over and and she said she said she said no <laughs> she said she said she said no like let's go to the woods and I was like, I don't know if she meant the woods, but she was like, no, let's go to the like, she, she wanted to go to like a dark, like a, like a neighborhood, like dark area. And, um, 
and I, I want like so so we so so we go we go like off to like this like like sort of like golf course area and uh there's like bushes and she's uh she's like talking to uh uh we it's like like getting hot and heavy and then she and then she like uh she uh uh she's she like she's like grabbing at me right and then she uh and then she elbows me in the stomach and and uh i didn't know if she i i thought i thought she must have, like done it by accident but i guess she was like she was like I, I i don't know she like she was like mad at me or something and then she like and then she like came up and she like got in my face and she was like she was like homie don't play like that and at that point i realized that it was jolena and i had been uh i had been i had I had I had hooked up with Jelena and she she'd been uh, she'd been tossing me around like a rag doll and uh, groping me and uh, and I'd bought I'd bought a th three drinks for Jelena and she refused to come over to my place and uh, anyway we uh, we we. To a taco we went to a taco truck and uh we both got like I, f I forget what they're called like sandwiches like uh like mexican sandwiches tortas we got tortas and uh we actually had a we actually had a really nice time and i asked her why she elbowed me and she said because i don't like no punk ass bitches and uh that that was mysterious but i accepted it and uh, to this day i uh, i see her twice a week at the Hilton um, in Burbank. <laughs> so many sound effects. Uh, okay, so which which parts of the story were? Uh, were were true? Which uh, which parts were you just ad libbing with uh, the the Jolinas? Which 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 parts? I, I met somebody. I met somebody on Hinge. So the the did the 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 let's get out of here thing happen and the the voice and all that stuff. What was up with her voice? No, the only the only other story I could think of was that one time I was like hooking up. I was we were I was like hooking up in a car, and uh, one time I was hooking up in. Uh, I don't want to say this, but I was hooking up in a car, and like it would like uh, like. Uh, um. Anyway, some stuff was happening, and I uh, I I stuck uh, my I I. I uh, I stuck my hand in uh, her pants. Uh, this, I wasn't the first to, to. She had started before on 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 me on my area, and so I stuck. And it was like I, I I couldn't get the smell off my hands for days. I, and no matter how many times I washed my hands, I literally couldn't get the stink off of my freaking hands. And it was it was pretty it was pretty gnarly. And it was it was a, it was a reminder of my uh, of my wayward. Of my wayward, uh, like roaming, I guess. I don't know. Wow! Wow! You can get a stink off your hands. Now that's the kind of sax talk I like. <laughs> that <gift>. real, real. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Dude, that's crazy. Dude, can I? <laughs> Dear, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know if I can. If I, 
I'll say a keyword and and I'll I'll ask if uh, if I can continue with what I remember from it. Snapchat. Do you remember that? Yeah. Can I? Can, oh yeah. Can, can, can I talk about that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So Pat, <laughs> Pat was dating uh, this girl for a little bit, and uh, did you? Was it cough medicine or what? No, no, that, I got it. It was Ambien. It was yeah, Ambien. I remember. It was Ambien. Uh, Pat took a lot of Ambien, and uh, this girl uh, put a POV. She convinced Pat to uh, to record his penis going into her from uh, behind. Yeah. Uh, like straight down cell phone shot, looking straight down at his penis going into her, and it was on Snapchat for like a while. I show up to kill Tony that day, and Brian is showing it to like. Tony or something. I was like, what's that? And then they just played it and I was like, oh. Dude, Red Band literally walks up to me. No context. And he goes, check out your boy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a penis going in and out of a vagina from <laughs> from the backside. And I was like, what? He's like, yep. That's on Snapchat. <laughs> Snap chap. So, uh, any thoughts on that? That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good night. It's like an open mic for a porn career. <laughs> it was a good night. Yeah, Pat's just testing out material on Snapchat. <laughs> uh, well, guys, this has been a fantastic another roadcast episode of Jeremiah Wonders. Where uh, this is the longest one that we've done so far. We're gonna wrap it up now. We're headed to Phoenix. Uh, and uh, do you guys want to plug anything? I know you have uh, the Baby Boys album coming out here in a little bit, Pat. At uh, Greg's Dad ninety nine on Instagram. At Patty Reagan on Twitter and at Reagan and Watkins on Instagram. Anything else? Uh, follow Reagan and Watkins. Listen to our album. Um, listen to our album sequentially. Try listening to it from the first track to the last. And also, uh, we have vinyl now, so uh, which the link should be up by now or will be up soon if it's not. Uh, That's cool. I didn't think about that either. Once you put the album on, you're going to put the needle down and listen to the whole thing through like old school. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're Dude. excited. Fuck, that's awesome. Um, no, nothing. Just mostly sorry on Instagram. My Venmo is Joel Dash Jimenez. If you want to just send me fucking money. All right. Yeah. What's your Venmo, Pat? Why not? My Venmo is at Joel Dash Jimenez, right? Yeah. Joel Dash Jimenez. And mine is at Jeremiah Dash Watkins. So there you go. We never plugged a Venmo on the podcast. Why not? Send me that fucking paper. Joel does not want to have to go back to work. He worked one day last week. He's trying to he's trying to be done with working. Not a fan of work. It's so rough. Not a fan of work. My never mind. All right. It's so hard to go back to serving people oat milk after you've done these sweet ass shows everywhere with your friends. Oh, I'm the best time of your life. I'm going to change the ego to, uh, to Joel Jimenez. (laughs) He has the, he's got that ego on him. No ego. Just hope for a better future. Oh no, that's, that's awesome. And that's going to happen. There's going to be zero days of work a week where we're just doing doing the road and and doing that completely full time so also no matter how hard the road is it, it just feels better because it's towards your dreams and it's so much fun of course it's like, having food poisoning in manchester that's still easier than yep. having to go into a job that you don't want to go into the that's bottom crazy. line because you're still loving it and it's anyway. it's uh, your passion well, i love so, you guys uh, uh we'll get into we'll get into the kindness challenge uh, maybe i'll do it during the intro of this uh this episode on the audio um Thanks for the love and the support. 
follow it on YouTube if you're listening. Uh, these are really fun to, to watch, I think, on the road and people are enjoying it. At Jeremiah Stand Up on social media and then uh, look out for new Kill Tony dates. And I've been putting a lot of fun videos on my Instagram and stuff like that. Love you guys so much. Thanks for the support. Jeremiah Wonders Roadcast, another one of the books. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.